A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is the Court Today replay on C103. As we welcome you along on this uh, Friday morning, John Paul taking your calls at 1850-333-103. The phone lines have been particularly busy since we arrived into work um, a little after eight o'clock this morning. So bear with us, please, on the phone lines. The best way to get through to us is by text or WhatsApp 0862-103-103. And if we need to, then we will be able to call you back. You can also email the programme, uh, patricia at c103.ie. But one of the first things we started hearing about this morning, and I can see we're even getting text messages in about it as well is to do with the South Dock service with people telling us that South Dock are closing Blackpool for Moy, Listowel, Skibbereen and Clonakilty and some people are saying it's due to the coronavirus and others are saying that it is a permanent closure so we've got a doctor on the line to clarify what is going on. Dr Paddy Burke is a GP in for Moy. Uh, good morning to Paddy. Good morning. Um, what's happening with South Dock? Well, with South Dock, the first thing should be said, it offers an excellent out-of-hour service in normal times. The service is becoming more and more, uh, more and more used. We are very busy. This is without any talk of this virus. Obviously, we play a key role in cutting down admissions to hospital, use of ambulance services, and this is very important in normal times, which are stressed enough times. At the moment, they, we are under enormous pressure, but I think we forget that we will have the same illnesses in North Cork as we had last Patrick's weekend, plus all our problems related to the virus. So we now have an additional workload. Our initial workload has not gone away. Other people will still get sick. Other people will need acute medical care, and we need to be some, located somewhat proximal to our patients. The decision of South Dock to close... I did, wasn't aware of all the places you mentioned. I, you didn't mention Cantork, which I believe is closing. But of relevance to us here is the closure of the Formicel and uh, Blackpool. Now, when you say closing... I'm, closing means closing. I am due to work this weekend, and I, I have not been contacted directly by South Dock yet, but I believe myself and others working South Dock from the Formi Doctor Group will be going to Middle, or, sorry, to Mallow to work, we believe. And are you led to believe that this is that the cell is closing permanently? Indefinitely is the word. And obviously in the present crisis, indefinitely is a word that nobody knows the meaning of. And it will mean that there will be a large tract of North Cork, the north side of the city, parts of South County Limerick, left without any cover except for a mallow. I mean, geographically, it will be an enormous task, particularly in view of the fact that um, every call is, is fraught with difficulty yeah. now. 
the fact that I it's mean, and the fact that it's out of hours. I mean, nobody the wins. Hours, the fact that every call you get now is a potential threat. I mean, no threat can be minimised. But yet, ordinary sick people need to be looked after. We have sixty-five very fragile patients in for my hospital, who uh, where South Dock is on the grounds of. We will now have to cover those people from. Um, from Mallow. If the situation escalates, I believe the HSE have a plan to reopen the welfare home in Fermoy. If all these things happen, we will be left with no doctor available after six o'clock in the evening and for entire weekends. And are they are the management of South Dock saying are they using the COVID nineteen as the reason? I would not say that. But all I know is that this decision was taken without consultation with the Fermi GPs and the Mitchellstown GPs, and from following the WhatsApp, every GP, with the exception of one, is not in favour of closing the Fermi cell for well, for COVID reasons, we'll call it. Forget about the long-term future, because nobody knows what's going to happen in our present in our present situation. And nobody then knows. it also, um, when you say that you'll work from Mallow, it puts additional pressure on the Mallow South Dock service, which is well, already have, under they, pressure. They will have extra personnel, obviously, if we go over there. But since Cantork will be closed and the north side of Cork City will be closed, the question is, can we afford to do this in this time? No. There is no no medical reason being put forward for closing for my cell. There is no medical reason. I mean, I can't speak about what the situation in this store is because it obviously is near to Killarney or Cantork is near to Mallow. But I can speak about here. You'll be left with a situation this weekend where anybody who get sick out of hours, will be forced or encouraged or intimidated into ringing an ambulance rather than seeing a GP. Uh, yeah, and then... Because their GP... Yeah. We cannot run all over the country, yeah, don't yeah, yeah. And, and, not, and you can't expect sick people to get in a car and travel huge different d- well, distances to get... Well, particularly the older people. We yeah. cannot expect them to travel. People with minor injuries are going to end up in any departments inappropriately. It is going to cause... And the hospitals... I mean, I have little direct contact with the hospitals, but I believe the pressure is enormous. The pressure on us is enormous. We're willing to put up with the pressure. We don't mind working for the myself. Our job involves risk, it always has. But this is, makes no medical sense, logical sense, and we were not consulted. Okay, well, we, we will do it. And our fear is indefinitely means what? Yeah, permanent. Well, um, and, that, and that's what people are saying to us. People, when they heard it, are saying this means it's going to, they'll never reopen. And if the actual, if unfortunately every, all experts are correct and the virus continues to escalate, the more separate cells we have where we keep apart from each other, yeah. the better. Yeah. yeah, I mean, isn't that what we've been told to do? Yeah, we know our patients, okay. we, know, we, know, we know our area, we know our colleagues. This just makes no sense whatsoever. We'll get on to Southstock and see how we get on uh, there. But in the meantime, thank you for that and uh, look after you guys. I know how busy all the GPs are at the moment. Thanks for joining us, Paddy. That is uh, Dr. Paddy Burke, one of the GPs in Formoy with the news that the Formoy cell of Southstock is to close. They will move to Mallow. And Paddy's also saying the Canturk cell is to close. But we're also hearing that the Blackpool Listol, Skibbereen and Clonakilty will try and get confirmation and all of that and try to find out why that decision has been taken in the middle of such a huge health crisis. You would think, if anything, they would be upping the numbers, trying to get more GPs 
to be available to work uh, out of hours. It just, it's not making any sense uh, to me at all. 1850 um, We're asking people where possible if you can contact us by text or WhatsApp uh, because the phone lines are extremely busy or if you can email the programme as well we'll be keeping an eye, an eye on the email throughout the morning. You can either email info at c103.ie or the, the email for the show is patricia at c103.ie Now the school closures have kicked in as and from today and as we mentioned yesterday there is the possibility that the schools will remain closed for five uh, weeks because okay there's this two week shutdown if the children do go back to school at the end of the two week shutdown they technically will be back in school for a week and then they would be off for the two weeks a lot of people are saying that the most common sense that would prevail here would be that the schools would remain closed. That would mean the schools would be closed for a little over five weeks and children wouldn't return until April 20th. And that has yet to be decided. But just for parents to bear that and keep that in mind, because I do appreciate there are a number of parents under a lot of pressure today, trying their best to cope, working parents trying to cope with childcare arrangements and there's other parents stay-at-home parents who are also under a lot of pressure trying to decide how they're going to keep their children busy and active over the next two weeks because I've had a really good piece sent in to me that is circling cir- circulating on social media that is well worth a mention and it's particularly to do with children being home from school and it's a message that has come in from a consultant respiratory paediatrician working at Cork University Hospital who says I hope you all stay safe during this difficult time the children will get through this no problem paediatric hospitals are empty in Italy at present after three weeks of school closure as the usual viruses stopped circulating remember he says with corona children are vectors not victims. In most epidemics, young children are just the transmitters. Therefore, for school closure to be effective, it's really important that the children are not mixing with other children while out of school. They will give it to each other, silently passing it on, and then it gets travelled on to our loved ones. What we do now will contribute to how it develops in Cork. Avoid situations that children will interact. If the community responds to this, it will shut it down more than anything we can do in hospitals. From my experience in the hospital this week, I would say that the coronavirus is closer to all of us than we realise. And the degree of separation for all of us is getting narrower. He said, I'm not that good at social media, but if this could be shared as widely as possible with parents uh, in uh, Cork, it'll help. He says the message needs to go viral to stop the virus. I thought that was a really, really good, good piece. I don't have that respiratory consultant, the paediatrician's name, but I think it's a really good piece. But it's an important message that he's trying to get out to people that while the schools are closed now, it is now up to parents and the childminders and whoever's looking after the children to do their bit. You've got to stop your children circulating and going out and socialising. We need to keep them indoors. And I know that's going to be frustrating and I know that's going to be hard, but we're just going to have to come up with ways to keep our children amused and to keep them busy. I've heard of people trying to, are going doing little bits of home uh, schooling, uh, which is uh, a friend of mine was saying, she told her children, up dressed and ready. You're going to be sitting at the kitchen table. She gave them until 10 o'clock <laughs> and she said she's 
is going to start trying to do a little bit of homeschooling, just going to do a little bit of work with them. And I know the internet is a fantastic mode for coming up with ideas and suggestions. And actually, we might do that. We probably won't get to it today, but we might look at doing that into next week, coming up with ideas for parents to keep their children busy at home. And we might get parents to contact us to what are you doing with your children? You know, how how are you keeping them uh, occupied? I mean, teenage children, are there jobs around the house that you can be get them? Is there an old painting job that needs to be done? You know, we just need to use our imagination and just keep the children busy so that they don't get bored. But the most important thing to do is to not let them out socialising and playing with uh, other children. Now, we know all of this kicked off with Lear Varadkar and his message to the public yesterday and he did say that people don't need to engage in any panic buying whatsoever. He said that's not necessary. That may create a problem in fact that doesn't exist. And for whatever reason, as soon as Leo Varadkar took to his feet at 11 o'clock yesterday morning, live from Washington DC, panic seemed to set in and we were instantly getting calls in from people who were talking about the panic buying that was going on right across Cork City and County. And I'm very sad to report, but it seems to be happening again today. I thought that maybe there was just the initial panic yesterday and that everything would calm down, but that's not, that doesn't seem to be uh, the case. Uh, Somebody says, Patricia, I was in Tesco in Mallow yesterday. Although this is kind of a stupid one. There was a a group of, thank you for this, there was a group of young fellas going up and down the aisles constantly sneezing and they thought it was very funny. I thought it was disgraceful behaviour. They just want a good kick up the backside. That's just shameful, shameful uh, behaviour. But you see, you are going to get groups of young fellas and young girls who won't stay indoors, whose parents won't force them to stay indoors. Maybe the parents are out working, don't realise that the children, the young people are out and about. The younger children obviously will be at home because they'll either be with parents or grandparents or they'll be with uh, childminders. But that sort of teenage group will be out and about having a bit of a jolly, thinking that they've got two weeks off school. Not all of them, not all of them, but you will get some whose parents don't really care what they're up to. But that's really stupid behaviour on their behalf. Someone says, good morning, Patricia, people are gone mad. Little in Bantry was chock-a-block at half eight this morning. They would have only been open since eight o'clock. There were people running into the shop. It really is madness. And then listen to this one. This is kind of showing you really how the panic buying can affect other people. Good morning, uh, Trish. I'm so mad and frustrated at the moment. My daughter is a single mother. She depends on her single mother payment, so she's on a very limited budget. Her baby is just six months old. As the baby has started teething, she went to the chemist to try to get some Calpol to be told by the chemist, sorry, it's all gone. People are stockpiling Calpol and other baby products. She can only afford to do a small weekly shop. She doesn't have the kind of budget to be bulk buying. There isn't even flour left in Aldi. It's terrible how people are gone so selfish. That's just dreadful and I'm hoping that she's managed to get the Calpol because a child teething, God knows you need the Calpol to keep temperatures down and pain pain relief, etc. But can I use that text as an example for for people to please be careful when you're thinking of running out and buying everything that's on the shelves. Think of other people. But also, if there's anybody listening to us who finds themselves in a situation like that, if you find that you need, you really need to get something and it isn't available to you locally or you're not in a position to get into a car and start driving around the area looking for the item, would you use us and contact us and we'll do shout outs to people. And because I know 
people are good and we have a wonderful community spirit in this country but we particularly have a wonderful community spirit in this gorgeous county that we're lucky enough to live in and I know that if we do a shout out and that somebody needs something and I'm particularly talking to older people today uh, if you've decided to self-isolate because you're in one of the vulnerable groups you're terrified of going out of mixing with people for fear that you'll pick up COVID-19 then please contact us We'll take the details from where you are, what you're looking for and we'll find somebody in your area who I know will be only too pleased to go off, do the bit of shopping for you, go to the chemist, pick up whatever it is that you need. So please feel free to use us on that. Uh, John Paul is taking as many calls as he can at 1850 But he, if you even send us a text or a WhatsApp to 0862 103 103, just even text that you need a little bit of help and we'll do a call back to you and we'll just, we'll do the best that we can. And I know, I know people will respond and people will be good and people will help out. So please for everyone just to look out for your neighbours and uh, friends and other family members. And if you are heading out to the shops today, you know, maybe, you know, call. You know, I know people are afraid to even answer the door to anybody now, but, you know, maybe just give a phone call to see there's an elderly neighbour just to see if they need anything. And you can drop shopping at the door. We're all into this thing of of trying to keep apart so, you know, space. Is it a metre apart we're meant to keep from each other? We can still do that. But what I thought was most ironic was that when Leo was was there, you know, making all the announcements and one of the announcements he's made was, you know, no gathering indoors of 100 people or, or more to cancel all of that. And every single supermarket all over the country within a half an hour of Leo getting to his feet had certainly more than 100 people all crammed in together. There was just horrific scenes coming back from some of the supermarkets. Some of the supermarkets, people were saying it was a nice festive atmosphere and people were being nice to each other and helping out. But we heard horror stories of people arguing and fighting over trolleys and the story that I relayed to Simon this morning of a woman in Dublin who said that when she thought, when this other woman thought she wasn't looking, she robbed garlic bread, a baguette of garlic bread out of the woman's trolley when she thought she wasn't looking because this woman obviously needed garlic bread there wasn't any left, so she saw it in this woman's trolley and and took it. Just are we gone that are we gone that mad for a piece of garlic bread? Really? Okay, just a quick look at some of your texts and uh, that are coming in to the uh, program. Uh, where we go? Oh, oh, um, hi, Patricia. Are you saying that those young fellas? That when I think somebody said it was Tesco in Mallow yesterday uh, who were running up and down the aisle sneezing in the aisles thought it was a great bit of uh, fun. They were doing that in a supermarket. Therefore, there's not an increased risk for everybody who are bringing food stuff home and the droplets could have been on the food packaging. That is just absolutely disgraceful behaviour, uh, says uh, John. Yeah, I am assuming that they were making themselves sneeze, you know, putting some of their, their noses to make themselves sneezes. I don't think they had any kind of a, a virus or whatever. They were just acting the fool uh, t- thinking it was uh, the real funny thing to do. Somebody else says the shops and the chemists are getting greedy. They should only allow so much per customer. That way there would be enough for everyone. I heard that Aldi is introducing a four limit on some of their products. I know one of them is hand sanitizers and hand liquid soap. You're only allowed to buy four. You can't buy any more because it was in an Aldi, wasn't it? Last week we heard a man went in and literally scooped all of the liquid soap. I know what he was planning on doing with the liquid soap, but scooped all, you know, they, they'd stocked it up and he put it onto his trolley and went off with it. So certainly Aldi are introducing limits 
I don't know if other stores are introducing limits. I'm assuming there's probably a limit on toilet rolls as well in Aldi. If anyone's out shopping this morning, uh, let us know where there are limits in other stores. Because it's funny, do you know at around Christmas when they do a drink offer, you'll often see a limit, won't you, that you only two per customer. And when they normally coming up to Easter, when they reduce the price of Easter eggs, there'll be a limit. Uh, never did we see that there'd be limit put on toilet rolls, but it, it looks like Aldi have started it. Whether others will follow suit, I don't know. Patricia, do you know that the HSE Home Helps who call to elderly and sick people have been told that they have to buy their own hand sanitizers and uh, masks? Isn't that a crazy situation? Sandy says queues in shops in Cork. Is this because the children are home from school? Oh, and by the way, said Sandy, the pubs were jammed too last night. Were the customers afraid that they would run out of drink? And I Actually, somebody else was saying last night, Thursday night, is always traditionally student night out in the city because it's usually the night before they go home. And of course, last yesterday was going to be their last day uh, for two weeks. Uh, somebody said that there was loads of students out celebrating last week that they were getting an extra two weeks uh, holidays. Uh, how crazy is uh, that? Uh, Patricia, would you please ask listeners to be mindful of those in the community who are suffering from mental health issues such as OCD, anxiety and and depression. Times like this can be extremely stressful and add to their daily struggles. God help anyone who's suffering with OCD. A lot of OCD is to do with, you know, being very clean and they're so afraid of bacteria and viruses, etc. And a lot of people who suffer from OCD constantly wash their hands and are always using hand sanitizers. And the panic if somebody with OCD wasn't able to get enough hand sanitizers, God help them. It will be a very, very difficult time uh, for people like that, uh, for sure. Thank you for that. And thank you for uh, putting, sending it in to me so that I could call it out. And somebody who signs themselves anonymous said, could the word mental please not be used on the programme? It's been used to express and describe situations all the time. It's not nice, says this anonymous texter. Yeah, I, yeah, I know. I and, and I'm not being flippant when when I describe things. Of oh my goodness, it was mental. I will do my very best. It's obviously offending this listener. Do I say it's crazy, or is that equally? Would you find that not nice either? I don't, I don't know. When I say something is mental, I think people know what I'm trying to get across. But if it's offending you, my I, I apologies. As I say, I'll try my best not to use it. But I have a funny feeling that when I get caught up in the moment or if I'm reading something out and the word is used, I will end up using it. So I can't say 100% I'll never use that word again. Get, thank you for your text. The texter says, when the pubs are packed, what chances have the people who are trying to do their best to avoid the uh, virus. And I suppose the best way is to keep away. I mean, a lot of people are self-isolating at the moment, but it does... It does look like at the moment pubs seem to be doing okay. We'll wait and see how the weekend pans out because I know I was saying, myself and John Paul were talking in the office, we were saying that on Monday they would maybe get the Vintners Federation on because I know the Vintners Federation are looking for guidance as to what do they do. A lot of the big clubs and the larger pubs who would have way over 100 people in there on a good night. I mean, Obviously, many of those are being forced to close. But I don't know about smaller pubs. If you get everybody crammed in together, you're certainly not able to keep a metre apart. And I know the Vintners Federation were looking for guidance. So we will get to them. Uh, we'll, we'll leave them until Monday and we'll get to them because it'll be interesting then to see how did they get on over the weekend and what sort of a direction are they getting uh, so far. And then on people with the the news that we broke that we spoke about this morning when we had Paddy the doctor from Fomoy on about the at the moment 
the closing indefinitely, Governor, here indefinitely, of the Fomoy cell of South Dock. But we're also hearing it's Blackpool, Canturk, Listowel, Skibbereen and Clonakilty. All of those South Dock offices, cells is what they're called, but they're all to close and people will have to go to the nearest one, which is going to put, in some cases, 40 miles of a journey on uh, some people. Texter says, this is just a tactic to close the regional South Dock services. They're using this coronavirus as an excuse to amalgamate all the centres. Why? It'll help to cost costs. The patients are the last thing on managers' minds, says this texture. They'll be able to cut jobs to save money. It's all about the bigger plan. And we are trying to get on to South Dock to get clarity from them as to what South Dock services they're closing and why they're doing it. And how long do they plan to have them uh, closed? And the texter says, having listened to Dr Paddy Burke on the programme with me talking about the South Stock service closing in Fomoy and he's been told he'll have to go to Mallow instead to people in the Fomoy and all of the catchment area that it serves will now be told to go to Mallow if they get sick out of hours. God help you if you get sick in the Fomoy area if South Stock goes permanently says a texter 1853 333 103 Text WhatsApp 0862 is Museum Alien in the Carrahe and Crawford Art Gallery Gurkig. Nuri Hulan too cheap in the Dorsha, find to Tishkin Tiart, Erin Rolls, Suntasuk, Tagas Nahark Alien is a tail, Agus Sukhul Turko, I'm sure. Tagnos Kun, Rohiad Mila Kurtur, Night the Bliana Higging Gallery, a hostage to Agreel or Nakarach, in Akalish Opera House, Sayer Kadishach, the Trish Fibli, to Spontish, Agus Baluhan Buon, Donismo, Noro, Vila Sayer. Nukta, quid denaniha, is Fari Gurkig, C103. Every couple has a story of how they met. My mum met my dad at school uh, in detention. My best friend met his wife at a club through a friend of a friend. And my boss met her fiancé after they got chatting online. Find someone to share your story with at c103dating.ie 24% of Irish people have tried online dating and 1 in 5 relationships begin there. At c103dating.ie we have genuine nice people that would like to meet you. Begin your story today by registering for free at c103dating.ie Record today on C103. Call Patricia with your comment. 1850 333 103. Now as we heard yesterday in response to the COVID-19 pandemic, all the country's schools, colleges and childcare facilities are now closed until the 29th of March. To discuss why the government has made this decision and the other measures that were announced yesterday, I'm joined by the Minister for Agriculture, Michael Creed. Good morning to you, Michael. Good morning, Patricia. Now, Michael, can you outline how the government came to their decision yesterday and why it was announced yesterday? Well, the government is advised by the Chief Medical Officer and the National Public Health Emergency Team and I suppose has been monitoring developments in the global pandemic, as you refer to, and how that is impacting on Ireland uh, in terms of the incidents. And I suppose has been motivated by doing the right thing at the right time and for the right duration of time. And as of yesterday, it was the 
the view of that National Public Health Emergency uh, team led by Dr. Tony Hulahan that now was the time to take the measures that were uh, subsequently approved by government. And I think that has been the hallmark of this public health emergency, that we are informed by the best available medical advice to us. And that's obviously led by the public health emergency team, uh, very fine individuals. And I should... I suppose generally acknowledge the role of all of our health professionals, uh, you know, not just in the National Health Emergency Team, but down to local level in local hospitals, doctors, GPs, nurses. These are critical to to our endeavour, our national endeavour, to mitigate the worst excesses of this COVID-19 virus. And that's why those uh, actions were taken yesterday. And the criticism that it should have happened sooner, especially the closing of the schools. Well, I, I'm aware of that, and I've seen a lot of commentary on, in particular, social media around uh, how this uh, story is evolving. Um, the government has been tracking this um, since the virus uh, first came to public notice, and I think it's important to put it in context. We're dealing with a virus that was detected for the first time less than three months ago. So in the context of expertise in this area, it has to be borne in mind that it is a relatively new phenomenon. And notwithstanding all of the expert advice that one can access on social media, I would caution uh, people in terms of commentary that it is best to take advice from those who are uh, expert uh, in the field, uh, and that is our public health emergency team and people like the HSE, etc. So it was felt on the basis of the knowledge available to them and their liaise, obviously, um, with international uh, partners across Europe in the European Centre for Disease Control, um, and also look through the World Health Organization. And I think there has been widespread agreement that we are moving in the right direction at the right time. Um, And obviously, of course, hindsight will be a great thing, hopefully, when this pandemic passes and we have come out the other side of it. We will obviously do the reflection and see what our experience teaches us. But we are doing our best to take all of the appropriate steps, notwithstanding how difficult they are, at the right time. And I would say this, they will only be effective insofar as they are embraced wholeheartedly by the community at large. And I think I I was travelling to Dublin yesterday for an emergency cabinet meeting and listening to the public response from the various representative bodies, farm organisations, retail people, restaurants, etc. I think it was clear that people are up for this. But it's not just representative bodies. It ultimately comes down to the actions of individuals. Mm -hmm. And I think there will be challenges for all of us in that space. Um, How we, uh, in the new normal, uh, how we behave in the coming days and weeks will determine how successful or otherwise these measures are. And I would encourage everybody to step up to the plate. I had very, very constructive conversations myself yesterday evening uh, with farm leaders, reassuring them insofar as the Department of Agriculture is involved in the national endeavour uh, of our you know, commitment to keeping critical services uh, you know, uh, up and running, uh, that they are also up for those farm organisations, the community role and reach that will be critical in the days and weeks ahead. And I think that's very, very important because it is really the metal will get us through. And we have to, I suppose, 
be conscious of the mehel, but also in the context of the the social isolation requirement. So it's not kind of mehel as we may have known it. But I think there's also an obligation to keep an eye out for people in our local communities. Um, uh, but, but we did have the situation yesterday and we're getting calls and it seems to be the same today. Uh, Michael, this panic buying, that it just has to stop. Look, farmers are up this morning milking cows. Um, fishermen are out catching fish. Bakers are gone to work baking bread. Uh, truck drivers are gone to their distribution centres distributing food. There's absolutely no need for this panic buying. And I think that has been that message has been reinforced by engagement which my colleague Heather Humphreys has had with Retail Excellence Ireland, with uh, our major retail uh, outlets, um, with distribution centres, etc. There's absolutely no logic to this. We need we need to, re- to behave now as normal as possible in what is a new normal for us. And certainly panic buying is not uh, justifiable at any level. And it only actually serves to put to put additional pressure where it's not needed and doesn't help the situation now. Um, listener says, hi, I'm an owner of a small business. And since the announcement of the coronavirus, I've had no customers. So I still have all the bills, uh, but no money coming in. Is there anything, is there going to be any help for the self-employed and small business owners who are going to be really affected by this coronavirus situation? Because the thing is, nobody knows how long it's going to go on for. Uh, and he said, for example, I've just received my rates bill this morning. You'd have to have sympathy for, for small business owners. Look, look, absolutely. And across government, there is a widespread recognition of this. And as you know, um, the Cabinet has approved very substantial uh, additional funding available to get us through this. And that will be distributed at the various appropriate levels through social welfare for people who will lose their jobs and looking at what needs to be done for small and medium-sized enterprises, etc. So we... That is really important that that reassurance is there for people because businesses are undoubtedly going to suffer. People will regrettably lose their jobs. Um, That's unfortunately the case too. But we need to maintain a focus on what's critical here. This is a public health emergency. And it's about, in the first instance, protecting people's health and protecting people's lives. And we can manage to deal with all of the other issues subsequently albeit there will be pain and you know we've had discussions with uh, at government level about the appropriate responses that will be needed from state agencies people like the revenue banks for example and all of that is happening now but let's not lose focus on the most important thing public health Okay, and on public health, a couple of people are saying, uh, would you please ask Minister Michael Creed, what what are his views on the people who went to Cheltenham, including uh, Margaret, who feels they should all be put into quarantine, self-isolate for two weeks. They are beyond selfish. Cheltenham should have been cancelled by the UK. It's a disgrace. They're selfish people. Uh, What's Michael's view? Well, look, the National Public Health Emergency Team considered this and related matters yesterday evening and has uh, said that these people will be engaged with by uh, environmental health inspectors on their return um, and and given appropriate advice. Uh, There is separate advice uh, given the status of the pandemic in Spain and Italy. There is separate advice given to people returning from there requesting that they self-isolate, do not go to work for a period of two weeks. 
but that that is not similar advice being given it, it is not the same advice being given to people uh, returning from the UK because they're not in the same position now in terms of the pandemic development as uh, Spain and Italy are um, it does I think as the Minister for Health said earlier this morning seem somewhat counterintuitive that we would have these responses here uh, and in a neighbouring jurisdiction and indeed in Northern Ireland they have different approaches um, you know, we act on the best advice available to us. Um, but I don't think it's um, always useful to to compare and contrast because the virus has different stages, reached different stages of its development and transmission in different countries. We are doing what we believe to be the right thing and doing it at the right time. And no talks of closing down the ports or airports, stopping flights in and out of the country. Um, Look, I think it's important to say as well, you know, we have taken the decisions we took yesterday and they will only be successful insofar as the public embrace them. But we are still at work. People are going to work today, as I said earlier, farmers are milking cows, uh, you know. Life will continue. But we need to, in the context of that life going on and people going to work, be acutely aware in terms of everything we are doing about how we can individually minimise the risk. And, you know, the simple things that have been repeated ad nauseum about hand-washing, etiquette around sneezing, etc., that, that in fact, is, is the most important thing that any one individual can do. And obviously in work, in terms of, you know, doing whatever we can in terms of social isolation within a work environment is important. There's a listener, a North Cork listener, is wondering if, if one can visit f- friends and relatives. In hospital settings? No, not in a hospital setting. I think I'd say call to people's houses. Is it okay to go visiting? Well, look, I think we have to be, we have to, I, I, I was having this conversation with my own kids this morning uh, and they're like kids all over the country now are off school and talking about, you know, what's appropriate as they're off school um, uh, in terms of engaging with neighbours, etc. There is, it's not, business as usual it has to be slightly different but of course i mean we need to in the context of the advice that's available about how we engage mm. we have to also look out for our neighbors people who may be self-isolating i think we have to be conscious and i heard this point made repeatedly yesterday about people who work in the health services now people who are critical in terms of the frontline endeavor in this regard but who also have lives have children at home can we, as a community, reach out in some way within appropriate structures that are and guidelines that are available to us, issued by the HSE, about how we might help those people, you know, in terms of their childcare, in terms of their shopping requirements, in terms of walking their dog, in terms of whatever it is that will enable them to continue to do their critical functions um, and, and, and allow their family lives to, to, to continue as best as possible. So I think we all can do something. We have to start with our individual actions, but we have to look out as well. And in terms of looking out and, and looking after neighbours and family, we have to do that in a way that's compatible with minimising the risk of transmission.
Okay, and just uh, another question. Could you ask Minister Creed, please, if all the schools and colleges are closed to prevent uh, the spread of the coronavirus, why is co-action in West Cork remaining open uh, where they continue to provide services for a very vulnerable section of our community, i.e. those with special needs and intellectual disabilities? Surely these services should be closed as well. Pointless if other family members are doing their bit to prevent spread. My my understanding is those kind of facilities are not covered, um, but the primary schools obviously are, and preschool, third level institutions, etc. By the government decision, and then it's up to individuals after that, individual groups and organisations that they if they want to close or not. They've obviously done their own risk assessment and decided it's okay to stay open. Yeah, well, look, I mean. The government guidelines are, uh, and decisions are what they are, and people need to comply with those. Where where they are not specifically included, um, you know, they remain open. Yeah, and then uh, it's, it's it's individual choices after that. Look, at it, I mean, y- yes, but I mean, we we need to be conscious that you know there are critical services that need to continue yeah. and continuity in terms of people with disability and. Uh, intellectual disability uh, in particular is is important. Right. I, I don't want to kind of get into the detail of individual cases now, but I mean, I, I do understand um, the challenges around that and, you know, And the importance the of keeping a service like that open. Sorry? And the importance of keeping a service like that open. It is absolutely yeah. important. Yeah. Okay, listen, uh, we leave it there. And just, I suppose, the final one is that we all just need to pull together, look after each other, vulnerable neighbours and friends, um, and particularly those people who are self-isolating. If we all pull together, we will get through this crisis. Like, it is, it, it's about, like, unfortunately, the, the unfortunate truth is there will be a significant increase in the numbers of people who contract the virus. What this phase of the management of the virus in the context of this country is about, and you'll hear this term, flattening the curve, um, it's about slowing the transmission so that we we have manageable numbers presenting to our health services and gives us a better chance of being able to deal with it. And each and every one of us, adults, children, every one of us, can help to, to enable us to reach a situation where we're better able to deal with the numbers that will present. But the unfortunate reality is the numbers will significantly increase. Okay. Listen, uh, thank you for that. We appreciate you taking time out to talk to us uh, today. Thank you. Thanks for joining us. Bye-bye. That is the uh, Minister for Agriculture, uh, Minister Michael Creed. Cork today on C103. With a solid fuel depot at Drew's Fuel and Go. Shortcastle Street, Mallow. Open seven days for smokeless coal, turf, kiln-dried wood and gas. Lowcostfuel.ie. Cork today on C103. Text or WhatsApp Patricia with your comment. 86 103. And apologies, I've got to get, I've got to get another ad break in before eleven. I've gone over on went over on my time with uh, Michael Creeper. Thank you to Michael for taking time out. A listener wants to know: Would Milton diluted in a bottle uh, work as a hand sanitizer? It certainly would would clean work surfaces. Uh, would it work on your hands? If anybody if anybody can tell us that. And uh, somebody got on Twitter at C one hundred three Cork says: Could you give a shout out to O'Sullivan's Pharmacy in Bantry? They're absolutely first class. They know their regular customers well, and they're doing everything they possibly can to help. Which is great. And Noreen says that she called into a centre in Centra in Drimalee this morning. She said the 
staff were fantastic. No panic at all. So all this talk of panic in supermarkets, a nice story coming from a store in Drimmer League. Well done along with that continue. OK, I'm going to take that very quick break and we head to the newsroom for news with uh, Barry. And in the next hour, actually, we're going to be talking with a pharmacist who is making the point that the way we will beat COVID-19 is the entire community getting together. Court today on C103. With a solid fuel depot at Drew's Fuel and Go. Shortcastle Street, Mallow. Call and collect or get seven-day delivery for those cosy nights in. Lowcostfuel.ie You're listening to Cork Today on Replay. Phone and text lines are currently closed. Now, we started the programme this morning by speaking with uh, Dr Paddy from uh, Dr Paddy Burke, who was a GP in Formoy, who was very worried about changes to the South Dock service. The directive had been issued, uh, he said, near midnight last night to doctors in the Formoy cell uh, to say that they have to go to Mallow instead. And he is fearful. And we were getting texts in about other cells uh, that are due to uh, close. And people are saying, is it down to the uh, COVID-19? Dr Nick uh, joins me from the uh, city. Good morning to you, Dr Nick. Good morning, Patricia. OK, do you, have you an understanding of why this is happening with well, I suppose the first thing to, to say, Patricia, is that like we're, as has been said repeatedly over the last two or three days, we are living in unprecedented times. So um, what's happening with South Dock is that the, the, the board have met, and I've been critical of the South Dock board in the past, but they've met and they've made a decision that uh, the, to maintain the service, okay, so, so, so this is a, a move designed to maintain the service for patients and make sure the GPs are available out of hours to patients in the coming weeks and months. So the, 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 the centres that will be open are Bandon, Bantry, Mallow, Middleton, Kinsale Road, Killarney and Tralee. Now, the reason that they've done that is that they want to maintain other centres if they need to move to them quickly, if there's a confirmed case in a centre and for some reason it needs to be closed for deep cleaning or whatever, that that, 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 that there is availability on that. So, so they're making their decisions as best they can in, in, a, in a situation that we've never been in before. And I, what I would say to people is that there's, no, that there's no need to be worried about what the decisions South Dock are making because they're being made with the best intention to make things uh, as to continue the service with best possibility for the weeks and months ahead. So although your local cell may, may close, the, the regional one will be open and you'll still get a service from there. And that, that is better than uh, like a haphazard approach where doctors may become ill and where there's no service running from, like in an uncoordinated matter, manner, that there's no service in, in certain areas. So, so you're saying it's been done to protect the doctors? And the patients. So it's done to the doctors and the patients. So, so and, and to keep cells open. So, like for for the, for the for the coming weeks uh, and months, we have to be aware that we are in a new situation where it's Team Ireland, okay, and Team yeah. Cork and Team Kerry, and we all have to work together, and we have to trust, and I absolutely trust the public health doctors on a macro level that they're making the right decisions. So when they decided uh, yesterday to close down schools, creches, and universities when they limited public gatherings indoor to less than 100 and outdoor to less than 500, and when they encourage people where possible to work from home, I trust that that advice is they're, is they're making those decisions with the best information that they have available to them today, although they've never been in this situation before. But it does, it does mean patients, um, Nick, in very rural areas will be travelling. It, it does, unfortunately. Big it, 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 it does, unfortunately. But Patricia, we are in a new era of healthcare, okay? 
and we will be in that for three or four months. And I think patients have to, to trust the uh, decision makers, and I'm not part of the South Dock Board, but I trust them that they looked at the available information and they said that in order to maintain the service into the future, this was the correct thing to do. OK, I think the other thing that that I felt when I chatted with uh, Dr Burke, his annoyance was that there was no consultation with any of the local doctors. It's just it's been presented to them as a fait accompli. Yeah, and again, um, I, I can understand the, that, 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 that somebody would be annoyed at that. But I would again go back to the statement of fact that this is unprecedented times. Um, if you listen again to what Simon Harris said yesterday, and if you listen again to what Tony Hoolan has said, and indeed what Leo Varadkar said yesterday morning, they, I mean, Simon Harris said clearly that he anticipates further cases in the coming weeks, you know, that he anticipates that there will be some community spread of this condition. And we need to be mindful of the advice. Um, and I genuinely would encourage people to be supportive of decisions that are being made by decision makers because everybody has the best intention. Everybody okay. has the best intention. Is, sorry, is the McCroom cell to close as well? Yes. Okay. Uh, and just... Uh, but, but, should but relocate, I think. That the relocate. Okay, rather than close, we'll say, we'll say relocate. relocate. Okay, can I just also ask, and there's a lot of people asking this, why can GPs not test for COVID-19? And okay. can you see a situation so, where you will be doing there's it? There's a couple of reasons for that, okay? The, co- the, the main reason at the moment is, is capacity. So, like, so to do any test, you need to have testing facilities. Up until, up until January of this year, nobody had heard of COVID-19. Up until February of this year, there wasn't a significant uh, COVID-19 issue in Europe. And as of March this year, we had no COVID-19 in Ireland. So it's a completely new test, requires new technology and new testing mechanisms. And up until last week, the testing was only done in the National Virus, Virus Research Laboratory in Dublin. So all, all tests were done through there, and so it was a capacity issue, really. And the testing criteria were strict. So the testing criteria were that you had to have been to an infected area or had contact with an infected person, and you had to have fever or symptoms. So that, so, so that is why we were where we were then. But we do know, looking at the international evidence, and it's important that this happens, and I think it's now going to happen, that the, the effective public health measures at, at stopping the spread of this, we know this from Italy, China and South Korea, our early detection and isolation has the biggest impact. So we need to ramp up testing and that's what we're told is happening, happening and we have to trust that that's what's going to happen. So CUH has started testing, the Dublin hospitals are started testing. Now this is processing the test, okay, their labs are starting to process the test. Galway is starting, I think, today or early next week and Waterford will be starting some station next week. So then, then the capacity to, to, to process tests will be increased. Now, the actual process of testing may not come into general practice, certainly not in general practice at the moment. We're, we're even having difficulty kind of ordering tests at the moment, although we're told that's going to improve. But there has to be, I think, and internationally, there's dedicated test centres. The reason for this is that the test itself is what they call an aerosol-generating test, a procedure. So actually the tester needs to be fully gowned up, okay? Mm. So the best way of, of, of doing that is in a, in a dedicated centre with trained staff. So I don't think... Uh, that, that testing will be available from your GP 
anytime soon, but I do think testing will be available. There will be more, more testing done. Okay, and one other question that we're getting lots of calls and texts in about, when you, and you actually touched on it when you said we hadn't heard of uh, COVID-19 in, in, in December, I think it was January before we, we got wind of it. A lot of people are saying that before Christmas and just after Christmas, there was a really nasty virus during the rounds that had a lot of the signs and symptoms of COVID-19. Was it possible that COVID-19 was actually in the community already. Okay, it's hard to say anything with absolute, but my opinion is no, because we do in the in the three months that this virus is around, we do know how it behaves. We know how it affects eighty percent of the people as a mild illness. We know how it affects twenty percent of the people as a more severe illness requiring hospitalisation, and for five to ten percent of those people. So 5 to 10% of the total, they require uh, intensive care treatment. So if that virus was here insignificant, if it was circulating in early January, we would have had, we would have known the same way that they would have known in Wuhan at the market at early days that they, were, they had atypical pneumonias, patients presenting to hospital with atypical pneumonia uh, in large numbers requiring uh, requiring hospital assistance. So, so no, I don't think it's been here since January. Okay, there was a virus. Can, can I touch on one thing, Patricia? You can, yeah. We go. So, so, so the schools are out, the creches are out, the universities are out. So this is a public health measure, right? Okay, we know how this virus works. This virus has, has evolved to figure us out. We're tactile animals. We touch ourselves, our face. We touch each other. We shake hands and we hug. Okay, so it's important. A couple of things, but a couple of things are important, but mainly important that this public health measure that was taken yesterday to have schools, creches and universities closed won't work if parents start arranging play dates, sleepovers and parties. Okay, so the kids have been sent home to, as a form of, of isolation to stop them interacting and we'd ask parents to, to respect that and to observe that as much as possible because that otherwise the pub, as, a, as a public health measure it won't work. Okay, so it's needed. And then just a quick reminder to people that this is a droplet spread infection so coughs and colds and sneezes can spread it so you can directly by coughing and sneezing so you need good cough etiquette into a tissue throw it away wash your hands or into your into the sleeve of your shoulder please ask people to stop shaking hands stop embracing stop all contact with other people that is un, that is and it's absolutely necessary stop absolutely touching your face if you wear glasses take them off from behind your ear you know if you're smoking stop smoking uh, and as a habit we all have a habit of putting boilers and stuff in our mouths stop mm. that please stop touching your face wash your hands regularly take your jewellery off uh, soap and water is as good as um, the alcohol scrubs so wash your hands as much as you can but absolutely every time you've been out when you get home wash your hands uh, before and after uh, eating wash your hands and wash your hands after using the toilet all the time and it's it, it, like it, it, it's, it's a bizarre advice but it's the most simple advice and it does work and the final thing is just to remind people what social distancing is it's where possible stay over a metre and ideally two metres apart from other people so I, I saw pictures yesterday of people panic buying in Duns and Super Value and filling trolleys and you wouldn't see it at Christmas Eve everybody packed up close to each other ironically they were putting themselves at more risk in that situation than than, than others so these yeah, are all but and lots of people are saying to us like the children the schools are closed and yet all of the shops this morning are full of parents out with their children uh, Mary yeah. wants to know with the children off school she obviously has children at home she said should I be leaving them at home or do I take them out when need to, I've got to go to the shops and the hairdressers this afternoon do I leave them at home well, uh, look, I, 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 that's an individual decision. I don't know what age Mary's children are, but I mean, if they're if they're if they're capable of looking after themselves for an hour, I think the prudent thing is is to leave is to leave them at home, really. But again, look, 
again, it's important that, that, that people remember 80% of people have a mild infection with this illness. It's not a cause for panic. We need to take measures that protect our elderly and protect our vulnerable patients. And all the things we just spoke about for the last five minutes will do that. And we have a responsibility to be Team Cork and Team Ireland. <laughs> this is not a medical... Like, doctors won't solve this problem, Patricia. Yeah, it's the community. This is a community. It's a community. It's all a right. community problem and we need a community effort to solve it. We'll let you get back to your patients, you. uh, Dr. Nick. We appreciate that. Thanks for that. That's Dr. Nick Flynn of mygp.ie in Grenada. Are masses cancelled in Kerry Diocese? Somebody says, I hope they are, says the texter. I don't know about Kerry. We'll try and find out about Kerry for you because we do know that all masses are cancelled this weekend in the two Catholic dioceses in Cork, Bishop of Cork and Ross. Uh, Fintan Galvin has confirmed all public weekend masses discontinued until further notice. Mass will be streamed live from the Cathedral in Cove half past 11 on Sunday morning on corkcathedral.ie. Weekend masses, baptisms, weddings and funerals will continue but you must have less than 100 people present in the church. And meanwhile, a Bishop William Crean has announced that all weekend masses in the Diocese of Cloyne are cancelled in the current emergency situation. They have, uh, they all are dispensed from the obligation to physically attend Sunday Mass. Mass is uh, also live streamed from St Mary's Church in Mallow. Um, on churchservices.tv forward slash Mallow and Matt, that Mass will continue to be live streamed but obviously no congregation present in the church at the usual times for Mass that's in the uh, Diocese of Cloyne but Cloyne and Cork and Ross all Masses uh, cancelled for the foreseeable future we were find out about Kerry actually if there's anybody listening uh, and knows about Kerry can you get on to us uh, let us know please okay some of your emails into Patricia at c103.ie looking at prime time on RTE last night the virus can last up to two days on some surfaces care should be taken when using the ATM machines your visa card your petrol pumps uh, doors in public spaces etc I hope uh, these are being sanitised often said John in Don well, we've got evidence of some public area sanitising, but not all of them. It's just that's why you've got to be careful when you're out yourself, wherever you're putting your hands. OK, the virus can be on your hands. It's to make sure you don't then touch your face in any way. And then obviously, as soon as you come in from being outdoors anywhere, wash your hands immediately. Keep up that hand washing. Hi, Patricia. It's all getting very real now. This is uh, from uh, Margaret in Donorail. The community is more important than ever. Here at Donorail Blog, we have a list of people. Donorail Blog is a Facebook page. We have a list of people willing to help. If you know of older people or vulnerable people who need groceries or their medication picked up, please let us know. Maureen in the chemist in Donorail is ready to talk to anyone and to advise. Businesses are open. Londis and Donorail will deliver. Don't be afraid to ask. And lots of community groups are doing things like that please reach out uh, to people Hi Patricia says Craig to Patricia at C103.ie Yesterday Professor Anthony Staines an expert in hospital management said that as present we have only 60 people doing coronavirus contact tracing and that many more are needed to be trained up immediately to carry out this work 
Surely, says Craig, the teachers who are off work on full pay should be drafted in to do some of this con- contact tracing. And I'm sure the teachers would be only too delighted uh, to help out. Maris says by email, the hysteria is getting more and more out of control and will be the biggest problem in the end, not the virus itself. There will not be a thing left in the shop, Steve. We'll all starve to death. to get the flu, says Maris. People really need to cut themselves on uh, a little bit. Frank says it should be just common sense. This is to do with being attending a removal. He said, I was at a removal last night Last night, and there was a sign on the door saying uh, not to shake hands, please. Uh, they had a hand sanitizer in the funeral home as well and people simply just stood and spoke to the family. So it is very possible uh, to do it, but a lot of it should be just common sense. 1850-333-103. Mary joins me. Morning to you, Mary. Hi, Patricia. How oh, are you? I'm very well. Schools are closed. Are all the parents keeping them indoors? Not what I saw, Patricia, 10 minutes ago when I was in Super Value in Mill Street. Go on. It was full of children. And it was like they were all out for entertainment and mums talking and kids playing up and down. And what was so sad was the older people were together in little groups, like half afraid. I know. Now, I presume the shop can do nothing about it because, God help us, they're trying to do their best. Well, it's, it's, it's every... Su- we're, we're hearing calls and it's every supermarket. Like- I'd be thinking to the parents they should take responsibility. OK, were they very young children? Could, could, could you not leave them at home on their own? You know, were they smallies? They or were they all small, ages? But let them have a stay at home, so. Or, or leave them in the car outside for five. I don't know. Yeah. But like... Yeah, and, and the, the... The shop was full. The consultant paediatrician from CUH That's that right, we found out. Yeah, a really good piece on... on, yeah, on, on and he's yeah. making that point that, OK, children are not going to get it, which is fantastic. It'll be very oh, rare for children to get sick. They won't get it. Yeah, but they're the transmitters. They're the yeah. ones that are going to pass it on. So all those ch- children having a, a, an extra two weeks holidays, possibly I an extra three. there was that many of them. Yeah, the parents need to... And, Take responsibility. Yeah, and just keep the children like, indoors. We're all in business. Every one of us are suffering in business. Yeah. I've heard just in Salon, everything is quiet. Like is people it? aren't coming out, and I don't blame them. Yeah, yeah. But people like, are afraid. They are afraid, but to see this carry on, then like. But the no, reason no, we have mothers in uproar saying, "What can we do? We've no one to mind them." Well, wait for wait for the husband or partner to come in and go out later, or get get together, and somebody you know no, somebody mind. No, there was a group them. set up in Mill Street last night. Right, and they will help people. They will deliver to them. Yeah. You don't have to get out. If you, if you absolutely can't get out, there are people there to there help. There are people there yeah. to bring it in. Community is greater than the biggest carrier of it. Yeah. And it proved it initially when they stopped the kids from going around, it stopped. And that's what Italy has proven because Italy have yeah. locked up, up all their children indoors and they haven't got any children in hospital and haven't had any children in hospital for the last three weeks because it stopped the spread of all the other viruses as yeah. well and yeah. all the other common complaints. All right. Uh, that's, well, thank you for sharing it, Mary. Let's Not hope we can get sure. the message across. Yeah. Stay safe. Thanks. Uh, 1850 Parents, please. The children, the schools have closed for a reason. The schools have closed to stop the children interacting with other children and to stop the children interacting with the general public you need to keep them indoors uh, John Paul taking your calls you can text or WhatsApp 0862 103 103 C103 Jobs 
Allied profiles in Mallow. They're looking for general production operatives. That's for an immediate start. While a driver is wanted for a school run in the Duhallow area. So you won't be required to work there for a couple of weeks. But when they all go back to normal, you'll be, you'll be wanted. Steel erectors, labourers wanted to work in Kinsale. And Caulfield's Supervalue in Bantam. They've got a vacancy for an online delivery driver. You'll find all the details and more job opportunities by going online now. Just go to c103.ie forward slash jobs for more. This is C103. Cork today on C103. With a solid fuel depot at Drew's Fuel and Go. Shortcastle Street, Mallow. Smokeless coal, turf, gas and kiln dried wood. Open late seven days. Lowcostfuel.ie And while we announced that all the masses have been cancelled in the two Catholic dioceses in Cork, some of our listeners across the border in Kerry were wondering what about the Kerry masses? Uh, listener says, I've just phoned the Killarney Presbytery just now and was told they're awaiting a directive from the Bishop about Sunday Masses. Uh, John Paul is pointing to me, uh, I, the Diocese of Kerry are going to issue us with a statement shortly um, as to what's going to happen with the Masses in Kerry. Of course, it covers part of uh, Beira and Mill Street area as well. I forget that that's in, also in the Kerry Diocese. So hold off on that and we'll find out what's happening with the Kerry Diocese. But as of now, all Masses have been cancelled. The two Catholic dioceses here in uh, Cork. Now, according to a Tipperary-based pharmacist, the coronavirus will not be beaten by doctors and pharmacists alone. It'll take a whole community response. Dennis Finnerty, Finnerty runs pharmacies in Templemore and in Nina. And Dennis joins me. Good morning to you, Dennis. Good morning. How are you no, this morning? I'm, I'm very well and thank you. I appreciate how busy you are in, at a time like this. So we appreciate you talking to us. The announcement made by the government yesterday, I take it you would 100% support that and, and believe that it was the right thing to do? Absolutely. Uh, look, I think we, we probably realised in, in community pharmacy and, and, and those of us working on the ground at the front face of, of, the, of the problem that we had reached that stage already. Um, it was it was into a, 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 a place where we're now we're trying to delay the the, the, the spread of the disease, um, you know, and and that takes a community effort, not just not just input from 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 the health professionals. Um, we really are depending now on people being responsible and people observing reasonable etiquette and 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 being considerate of their neighbours and very considerate of the ones who are most vulnerable in in our society. As Leo Varadkar quite rightly pointed out yesterday from New York, um, he's a long way away, but he still, I think, knows what's going on at home. And I think that's what's really important now is that we really need to look after the vulnerable people in our society. And that means just watching out, um, you know, being responsible with, with, with what you do, being keeping a reasonable and robust social distance between you and, and others, and being considerate of those people who are, who are involved in the front line of, of trying to prevent the spread of the disease. But yet, Dennis, all the, OK, all the schools closed uh, and we are getting calls and texts in this morning to say that all of the supermarkets and the shops who are still jam-packed because people are still out there panic buying, but they're now today full of parents along with their children. And we had a consultant uh, respiratory uh, uh, paediatrician from the Cork University Hospital making the point that, you know, Children are, are vectors. They're not vic- victims. They, they will transmit the disease. And he was saying that the schools have closed. The children should be remaining indoors. Well, the children should be, should be staying at home. It's as simple as that. That's the reason why the schools closed, to keep them there. Um, you know, and, and, but this is where, where responsibility comes in. And uh, I think, 
I, I believe, look, in community pharmacy, I know the last few days have probably been the most difficult days since we opened, and we were here 25 years in, in, in this location in Nina. Um, we were overrun to a point where I, I, was, I was anxious about the safety of, of everybody, of, of my staff. Um, it, things have calmed down a little bit today, I'm glad to say. Uh, but it, it needed to because we were really going to have to try and introduce measures that would limit the number of people coming into the shop at any single time. Um, but look, I, I think, and, and I said this previously as well, I, I, I thought that uh, there was too many different messages coming from too many different places. I felt that every radio program and TV program that you turn on, there's a new expert rolled out from somewhere and everybody has a slightly different take on it. I felt the need for clear, simple, precise messaging from the HSC and and try and leave it at that. Let people know what to do, because in fairness to people, they are frightened. People are scared by this thing. And and you, you, you just look at the way at the way the disease progressed in Italy. They were they were they took too long to progress to this delaying phase. And, you know, they started um, with a low number of, of, of fatalities. And all of a sudden, in two weeks, a thousand people have died. Mm. We've gone to the stage in Italy now where they are 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 um, sort of um, you know they're, they're assessing people to see whether or not they are you know whether they're able to care for them or not. They're rationing care out there, so we need, that's why we acted so quickly. Is we never we don't want to get into a situation where that happens, and we want to try and and delay the disease as long as we can to provide the, the, the room for our acute hospital services to be able to cope with what's coming at them. Um, and and that's, that's the main focus of the community and that's the main focus of all of us who are involved in the front line is trying to educate people and let them know what the right etiquette is, you know, watch their respiratory hygiene, their cough etiquette, their hand hygiene. All of those things need to be just reiterated and restated as often as we can. And keep those children at home. Yeah, that's, Absolutely. That's, 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 that's why we've closed the that's schools. That's why we've closed. And, and look, the panic buying, Dennis, that's, that's going on. Um, well, th- that's irresponsible and I think that needs to stop and uh, it shouldn't happen in pharmacy. We have, we have strict guidelines in place that we, we won't supply any more than a single month at a time to people. Um, a lot of us are trying to put put pathways in place that will allow us to, to provide, we'll say, medicines uh, to people who might be immunosuppressed or compromised in some way without having to have them visit the pharmacy. And in fact, here's something now that, that, that's really innovative and which has, 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 I suppose, not taken us by surprise because I know there are lots of people out there who want to help. Um, a lady walked into our pharmacy in Templemore yesterday and said that she was at home for a few weeks um, on her own and that she would gladly uh, act as a, as a driver if we needed to have medicines dropped to, to vulnerable people. Wow. Now, it's, 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 it's deeds and acts like that and, yeah. and people thinking in that way that is going to help us to, to, to delay this disease to, to allow us to be able to treat the people who need treatment. Yeah, but we, we had a young mother contact us with a six-month-old uh, baby and uh, it's a rural area, went into the small pharmacy, couldn't get a bottle of Calpol because people were stockpiling the Calpol. I mean, that kind of stuff has to stop. It's irresponsible and yeah. it has to stop because, look, I, I think you, you, you just have to look around and, and put yourself in that position then when, when you, if, if you couldn't get an essential medicine for for a loved one or a vulnerable one and and keep that in mind at all times when you're when you are going to try and get something that you have to remember that there are others who are needy as well and the other thing we should remember as well is 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 that 
in cases like this, you, you will always find that, that poor people suffer more. You know, that, that the person who can't afford to go and buy three months of whatever and fill the freezer is the one who might be at the loss of it. Um, so I think we just need to keep that in mind all the time. Okay, here's one of our local pharmacists, uh, somebody saying, just to let you know that Sinead and all the staff at Drimmer League Pharmacy are doing fantastic work and looking after all their patients, especially the old ones. They're actually offering to come to your car on the street and hand you out your prescriptions. Well, I I, I think I I would send out a a, a big hello and and, and a well done to the heroic staff and pharmacies around the country because they have been under under yeah. a lot of stress and we are really at the front face. I mean, if you look at the stats in, in, in healthcare, the, the pharmacy profession sees more more um, patients every every year than the rest of the health services combined. You know, we yeah. literally are the first person you walk into if you have respiratory symptoms, your your head cold, your bloody nose, your you know those things. So we 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 are the filter system of the health service, so to speak. You know, and we generally kind of watch and listen, and we decide whether or not the symptoms are severe enough to be handed over to the next professional line, the GP. So, I mean, that's probably what we do. We we we, we listen and we watch. Well done. And well we done. Refer on. Abandoned listener says. Hi, Patricia. My daughter is a pharmacist and as, as your speaker, speaker is, is Dennis Finnerty, a pharmacist from Tipperary. As uh, Dennis has said, they are under immense pressure over the last few days. She was in tears at one stage yesterday because of the awful abuse they were getting from customers. People need to understand they're human too and they have the same anxieties and worries as everybody else. Please be kind. They're doing their level best and they're exhausted. Well, kind look, regards. I describe them already as heroic and that's how I describe yeah. my staff. And I know that all the pharmacies in, in, in Tipperary and all over the country are, are making the same effort to, to try and do our bit. Yeah, um, well done, to, well to done. And somebody wants can. to know, would, does Dennis agree that the two weeks, this lockdown is, and, and, and I don't like using the word lockdown, but it's, I can't come up with another word for it, partial lockdown, will it be enough? It may not be. Yeah. Um, but I think it's a start and, and it's, it's a question of re- reviewing the situation as it evolves and, and, and hopefully we will delay it enough so that the people who need treatment can be treated. Okay, that's all we can hope for. Listen, thank you for that, uh, Dennis. I'll let you get back to work. Thanks for joining us. Bye bye. -bye. That is uh, Dennis Finnerty, who has pharmacies in Templemore and in uh, Nina. And I think he's. Dennis actually was the gentleman that somebody yesterday had seen. Uh, It was one of our listeners who's a cancer patient, had seen Dennis um, online. I think there was a piece online about him. And she just thought that he made so much sense. And I think that whole approach about it's not just down to the doctors and pharmacists, it's, it's um, it's a whole collective approach. But I do think we need parents whose children are home from school. I think we really need them now to step up to the mark. This isn't two weeks of additional holidays for the children. It's been done for a reason. It's been done to stop them, the young people being, the children being out in the community, passing on this virus and particularly passing on this virus to vulnerable elderly people. We need to keep our those those children indoors and I know parents will be climbing the walls by the end of the two week uh, period but some kind of routine, I, I, you know, you're going to just have to come up with something to keep those children occupied and, and, and I know certainly next week we're going to look at trying to get in as much as we can of ideas and suggestions uh, for parents but we need to get them this too, we're getting too many calls in of people saying that the shops and the streets are just full of young people. They, the schools have been closed. 
to get them off the streets and to get them kept indoors. I don't know what the answer. I don't know. We can't. We, we don't live in a country like when, in China when they decided to lock everybody up, up. They had the military out on the streets. We don't live in a regime like that. Thanks be to God. But how do we get the message through to parents that they need to act responsibly in order to protect everybody else? Because, you know, as Dennis Finnerty said, that's the only way we will stop this virus if as a community we all row in. 1850-333-103. Our lines are open. Court today on C103. With a solid fuel depot at Drew's Fuel and Go. Shortcastle Street, Mallow. Open seven days for smokeless coal, turf, kiln-dried wood and gas. Low cost fuel. Hey, it's Simon. Back on Monday on Cork's More Music Breakfast. Enjoy the weekend. Mind yourselves. On Monday, I will make sure we keep you up to date with everything that is going on in the news. If it breaks on Monday morning, you'll hear it here first. I've got Cork's greatest hits for you to wake up to and a massive €1,800 Euro could be yours on our celebrity seas. Take it handy. See you Monday. See Record today on C103. Text or WhatsApp Patricia with your comment. 086-2103-103. Boss Aaron have been on to us. They want to encourage people to buy leap cards. That will limit the amount of money being handed over because we know that money can be quite can get quite nasty and uh, dirty and have viruses on it so they say all the information can be found online and they they will accept money still but it would be great they say if people could get into the habit of using a leap card and it would help in the prevent, uh, prevention of coronavirus thank you for that and John in Donnerwell for all the people that are out panic buying and particularly the people that are buying lots of tinned items he said be very careful of multi-packs of peas and beans because John has just noticed that before Christmas they bought bought in some multi-packs of peas and beans and then they didn't get to use them and he said he just checked them and the sell-by date is best before 2017 and he said he, they only bought them before Christmas so he said be careful to check the dates on uh, tins and Tess wonders if Leo Varadkar is stopping people gathering this is groups of 100 people or more indoors uh, should they not take a look at transatlantic flights there's way more than 100 people sitting in very close confines uh, should there not be more checks done at our airports? 1850-333-103. And I don't know what's happening with weddings. I do have a piece, um, I'll be getting to it after 12, on uh, weddings and the fact that weddings now, hotels, we're hearing that hotels are contacting brides and grooms saying you must limit your numbers to under 100. I don't know if we've got any bride or grooms or any families listening. Has your has your wedding been affected? Have you a story to share with us? Uh, give John Paul a call, 1850-333-103. But we are trying to get across to people that help is available, help is out there in the community. It's what Dennis Finnerty, the pharmacist, was talking about. If we all pull together, we will get through this. And thank you to Molly, who said that she had a good night's sleep last night because of Dennis Finity and the piece that she read about him online. It was Molly who texted us about it yesterday. Thank you, Molly. I just couldn't remember who it was. So good to hear that you had a good night's sleep. But we, if we all help each other, and we've got some examples of people who are giving offers of help. Martin Lane is uh, with the group Minding Mitchellstown. What a lovely name for a group. Good morning to you, Martin. Good morning. Uh, what, what, what are you? I'm very well, thank you. What are you doing in Mitchellstown? Uh, basically, I just set up the Facebook group there last night and. Um, because obviously, you know, there's a lot of elderly around the place who who are, you know, they're listening to this and, you know, they're, in a lot of cases, you know, I, I feel terribly for them because they, 
it must be just listening to this and going, wow, um, this is only affecting us. So basically what we did is we set up the group yesterday on Facebook for, you know, any shops, any local organisations or any um, individuals or any groups that want to find a place where they can actually, in one just in one page and website rather than having it all over the place where they can offer their help to local people. Great. So it may be not just the elderly, you know, there could be families that have, have they're under restrictions and can't go out and, you know, just call to the door, get their list of messages, get it over the phone or whatever and get it to them and drop it to them. And the same, same for the elderly, you know, uh, go to your elderly neighbour, ring them, let them know that you're there. Uh, let them know that you're available, that they don't have to go to the shop. Yeah, and an elderly person could ring the pharmacy, the pharmacy could get the prescription ready, somebody from your group could go and pick it up and just drop it to the person's door. Exactly, yeah. Brilliant, brilliant. With some of our local shops there this morning, um, people posted into our our group that local shops like uh, Super Value have uh, free delivery and all they all the people have to do is ring in with their order and they deliver it right to the door free of charge. Okay, and I'm also obviously very aware that a lot of uh, some elderly people, uh, some elderly people are fantastic on social media, but not every elderly person is on Facebook. So if there's anybody in the Mitchellstown area, if you need help, if you contact us, uh, Martin, we'll get on to you. And then you can, we'll absolutely act as a go-between as well. If anybody wants to ring the radio station and we'll put you in contact uh, with uh, Martin and the gang. Minding Mitchellstown, though, that's the name of the Facebook page. That's correct. Okay, people want to go there. Listen, good luck with that and we'll stay in contact with you over the next two weeks, okay? Great stuff. Thanks Thanks. a million. Bye-bye. Let me go from Mitchellstown to Dunmanway, where the Rose Kelly from Tyrus Jock. How are you doing, Rose? Oh, Patricia. Well, lovely to speak to you. How are you? Well, lo- well, lovely to speak to you. You're always a great bunch inside in Tyrus Jock, doing amazing work for, for charity. What have well, you? What, what are you doing to help people during the coronavirus? Well, first and foremost, we had um, we went to mass this morning and we lit candles for everybody. Well done, <laughs> Father Evans said mass and it was absolutely beautiful. And he just told us all about the what um, Bishop Egan had um, had put on his uh, newsletter last night. Is that your last? Morning. Is that your last mass? Oh, 10 o'clock mass will go ahead as uh, the weekend mass now until the 29th of March. Yeah, there's no Sunday mass. Like every elder church, yeah. Yeah, okay. So thank God for, you know, a clarity at last. Because oh, people were very nervous. They were. So, so what, what yeah. are you doing to help out people? Well, as I said to, to John Paul, we have um, drivers in tariff stock. Okay. Thank God we're well and able. And we'll gladly, we'll gladly do the same to them. Chambers, Chamber of Commerce put up a page last night and like your friend Matthew there and Martin, Martin in Mitchellstown yeah. we will be doing the same thing and um, as and Super Value and Gala have a free delivery as well so we'd gladly um, be in contact with the chemists and the pharmacies and I'm just wondering the doctors now see if they have prescriptions to send out or whatever That's brilliant That's brilliant and again and, they, and again and are continuing to stay open because we had a meeting yesterday they said we're not going to close the door we haven't closed the door in 11 years Okay, and what we will do as well, uh, as we said to Martin, we'll act yeah. as a go-between for anyone in yeah. the Dunmanway area, uh, not into the social media. <laughs> yeah. Don't know how to do it. If you get on to us, exactly. we'll put them in contact with you, Rose. Exactly. You know, you ha- we have to help each other. Yeah, 
Absolutely. We have to we'll all pull together. We'll all pull together and we'll get through this. And we'll keep in contact with you across the next, the next two weeks as well, Rose. Absolutely. You have my, you have my number. We do Facebook, indeed. We do indeed. And the girls in chamber are amazing. They Brilliant. do amazing work behind the scenes. Okay, listen, you mind and yourself. please, you said something very valuable there a while ago. We, can't, we all can't afford to do this pile of shopping or yeah. panic shopping or whatever. Our door is always open. You're very good. You're very. You're a great right. bunch. You're a great bunch. But to the volunteers and to the people that support us. That's it. And it's all about being kind to each other. Absolutely. Thanks a okay. million, Rose. Bye bye. Bye bye. That's uh, Rose Kelly from Tarvis Shock. Wonderful shop in Dunmanway. There to help people out as always. Somebody says, "Well done to Little Rascals Fun World in Mallow. They have made the responsible decision to close." I have a list, by the way, of for Cork County Council because somebody was asking all the swimming pools about the swimming pools all those is closed I'll get to that hopefully in the next hour uh, as well when we were talking about weddings Frank says my son is getting married at the end of the month and a hotel manager contacted him yesterday and said everything was fine uh, my son has 170 guests going okay alright oh, it's obviously it's outside of this two week partial lockdown but he said the church has been on and the church has told him to reduce the numbers to 100 in the church but it's uh, he doesn't have to go through the he doesn't have to go through the guests to decide who can go to the mass and who can't uh, but for the actual meal in the hotel he's going to be okay Hi Patricia parents are wondering what to do with their children at home for the two weeks well National Book Week was last week so get them to embrace the opportunity to do a bit of reading who knows they might even end up enjoying it uh, well said okay we're going to take a break we have news at 12 midday on the way uh, I promise you all go through so many texts and whatsapps and emails coming in and we'll get through as many of them as we can in the next hour bear with us Court today on C103 with a solid fuel depot at Drew's Fuel and Go Shortcastle Street Mallow call and collect or get 7 day delivery for those cosy nights in lowcostfuel.ie Make C103 part of your drive home with up-to-date traffic information and local news, your input in selecting our feel-good song of the day, plus our feel-good story, and as many of Cork's greatest hits that we can fit into three hours. Join me, Martina O'Donoghue, every weekday from 4 to 7. On C103. You're listening to Cork Today on Replay. Phone and text lines are currently closed. Let me go to just some of your texts messages that have come in this morning. 0862103103. And O'Leary makes an interesting point. Why hasn't there been a leaflet sent to every house in the country about COVID-19? We are inundated with leaflets during the election time. God knows we were. Could they not have done some sort of leaflet job? Now, I know hsc.ie have a fantastic website and they've got all the up-to-date information on that and before somebody rings in saying that's okay if you've access to the internet you've got good broadband and you can use the internet but yeah that's and you you make a lot of sense and maybe that is something that the government may consider doing in the not too distant future Paddy says Hi Patricia I do a lot of dancing and I'll miss it because a lot of those dances have been cancelled wouldn't it be great if somebody started up line dancing no touching each other just line dancing It'd be great exercise, says Paddy. Yeah, and on line dancing, you could stand the required metre apart, couldn't you? If anybody wants to do line dancing at a metre apart, maybe it 
something that could be considered for small groups of uh, people. The Diocese of Kerry was still waiting uh, for an answer back from them. Somebody says the Diocese of Kerry were waiting for a directive from the Bishop yesterday. What in God's name is going on? I rang and I was told that early yesterday morning and you've rang today and you've been told the same thing. Why are they so slow in making the decision to stop all masses as we've done uh, here in uh, Cork? Pat says, morning Patricia, it, uh, it appears that England don't want to stop the spread of this virus. They won't close schools. So what does that tell you, says Pat? Well, and I saw somebody else's commenting on this saying, Patricia, hearing on the radio that the schools are shut to stop the spread, but children are acting and they're out and about as if they're on holidays. I think that is why the UK has decided not to close the schools. And it is one of the reasons that was put forward yesterday when the British government were, were asked why weren't they closing schools when a lot of other countries, including their near neighbour Ireland, were closing all the schools for two weeks. One of the points they made was that if they closed all the schools, what would happen was you'd have children out in the community much more than you do at the moment. At the moment, children go to and from school, but they spend the bulk of their day inside in the school, away from shop settings, community settings, parks, etc. And they're fearful that if they just close all the schools, that all the children will be out on the street. God knows, isn't that exactly what seems, what we're hearing seems to be happening in this country. Not everyone is doing what is the advice that's been given. They've closed the schools because they want to keep children away from community settings and keep them indoors. But that's just not what is uh, happening. Hi, Patricia. This is from Mary. Would we be better off getting the coronavirus now when the hospitals can't cope? Am I mad to even say that, says Mary? You are not the first person, Mary, who has verbalised that to me. You're certainly the first person who sent it in to me by text. John Paul says we've got some calls with people saying the same thing. There is the big fear and the worry that if we get to the stage that Italy is at. Now, hopefully we won't. Hopefully we've responded quick enough that we won't, that won't happen. But yeah, you wouldn't want to be in a situation where you're trying to get an ICU bed. And some of the stories that are coming out of Italy and the decisions that have to be made by doctors when it comes to accessing ICUs an ICU bed in Italy I'm not even going to get into it because I don't want to I don't want to worry uh, people but yeah you're not the first to have have said that but just stay safe and hopefully you won't get it at all Mary uh, do postmen and postwomen have to wear any gloves I haven't seen any any of them wearing gloves are they supposed to maybe not I'm sure that's just an individual choice I know for example here at the radio station we've been issued with gloves some people are wearing them I'm not I, I can't those the those gloves make my hands sweat really badly I probably should but I think that's individual choice whether somebody wants to wear gloves or not. And here's a good one when we're told to wash our hands all the time. Lister's making the point, dishwashers may be responsible unwittingly for so many people no longer washing their hands regularly. I live alone. I seldom use mine anymore. Some washing up liquids, if you read, are antibacterial and with lots of hot water. How bad? As I'm washing my hands many times a day by actually hand washing the cups, saucers and plates. Tea tree oil, says this listener, makes a good alternative for that hard to get hand sanitizers. I yeah, And I use tea tree oil. You know, if you want to wipe down surfaces, if you just get your, your dishcloth and put some tea tree oil. I've been doing that for years years, particularly if anybody gets a stomach bug in the house. It's the one way I'll clean all the surfaces to try to keep so that it's limited to one person and one person only. I swear by uh, tea tree oil. Even though now that we're talking about it, there'll probably be a run on tea tree oil in the shops and we won't be able to get it anymore. Eileen says, hi Patricia, would you announce that the Mallow Active Retirement all their meetings and activities are postponed until further notice? Glad to get that a mention for you, Eileen. And Sandy, 
is reacting to a listener. When I was speaking with Minister Michael Creed, a listener sent in a text about co-action in West Cork and why with all the schools closing, why wasn't co-action in West Cork uh, closing, closing, closing. And, you know, Minister Michael Creed explained that, you know, services like that were not included in the call for closures yesterday. Sandy says, co-action provides services to the most needed. In most cases, parents, etc. Uh, cannot come with with could not cope without the services that co-action and the likes of cope and I'll throw in St Joseph's Foundation where my own daughter goes in Charleville we could not as parents cope without those services being provided most special needs parents have a mountain to climb uh, to deal with their children as is particularly children affected by autism uh, now the schools as in from yesterday are closing that service has now been taken away for parents with children under the age of 18 who are attending special needs schools. For the life of me, I cannot understand how anyone would question why co-action or any of those services are working and providing their valuable services. I'm not a special need parent or even a relative and I find it upsetting to say the very least. Um, Sandy, Sandy, I'm so thrilled that you sent that in uh, because I read it out because I felt, you know, this person wanted the question directly asked of... Minister Michael Creed, I was annoyed as a parent of a child who attends one of those services as well. And my big fear yesterday when the announcement was made and, and Marsh is in an adult service, there is a school attached and the school is obviously closed. My big fear was a note was going to come home with her yesterday from the bus saying we're closing, we're closing down the service for two weeks as well because I would just have been in. That would be me gone. That would be me out of work for two weeks to stay at home uh, with her. Uh, so I'm thankful that the service is there and long may those services continue. And can I say to anyone who does, uh, who is a parent of somebody attending one of those services, that's an individual choice. If you don't want to send and you can, you think you can cope at home with your son or daughter, that absolutely nobody's forcing you to send. But please don't put anyone in, in the situation that they feel they have to close because Sandy is right. There will be a lot of parents and, and I'm conscious of the parents of special needs children who today are now facing two weeks with their children at home and it could be up to five weeks if this gets extended as a lot of people are speculating that it may do. Tim and Yall, uh, it says, Patricia, I text you I text your programme yesterday to outline government inaction. Uh, government inaction is needed in respect of shopping controls and you flippantly responded saying it's too late for that now. I don't remember flippantly saying that but anyway, uh, you're reporting exactly the same issues today and this is on the panic buying and I've no doubt you'll, report, you'll be reporting the same problem next week until such time as supermarkets will dry up and then those greedy, irresponsible individuals will be selling the products on the underground at exorbitant prices. Uh, shameful the way the panic buying is going on. That's Tim in Yall. Catherine in West Cork says, Patricia, I'm writing this now in my kitchen this morning as we as a family are planning to stay away from the public over the weekend and self-isolate from Sunday. Our children are off from school now and my partner has health issues. So we are worried about this coronavirus. I will still be working away as myself and my boss have made the plan to stay away from each other. We will do separate days and separate hours to keep everything going. How fantastic. And that's from uh, Catherine in West Cork who's doing exactly what they've been told to do. Self-isolating and keeping the children away as well. Well done, uh, Catherine. A different Tim to the Tim and Yaw said it's a very grey area 
still, if people are told to stay at home during the virus crisis, employers will be out of pocket because of the decision made for them by other people. Allied to this is the fact that many social welfare recipients will lose their fuel allowance from the first week of April, which works out at about €22.50 per week. This should be added on for another month or for at least while the emergency lasts. Hopefully members of Fianna Gael are listening and they will remember the pension issue gave more votes to Sinn Féin who were clear on 65 being the age that people should retire. That's from Tim. Someone else says there should be hand sanitizers as you enter every single store and shop. A lot have it, but not everyone has it. And Anne Hurley, and I'm assuming that's our own wonderful Anne Hurley from Charleville, says, Patricia, I feel the containment phase of the COVID-19 in Ireland was non-existent. To contain an illness, one has to stop movement of people. That should have meant blocking flights, ferries, cruises in and out of Ireland. Ireland. I know I I know it's needed to be sanctioned by the EU, but at the end of the day, the Irish government should have governed for its people. There are different experts, different countries, different courses of actions. How right you are, and stay safe and look after yourself. Someone else says, in one workplace, I know a swab from all staff is taken every three days. I wonder what workplace that, that is. This should and could be made compulsory. It would enable people to work while being closely mon- monitored. Is that not a good suggestion? I think that's a fantastic suggestion. If you want to let us know what workplace, I'd love to know what workplace is doing that. Swabbing all the staff every three days. If the WHO says another texture were concerned about the health of its people, it wouldn't be letting that cruise ship into Cove. There's one doctor in Cork today as well, even though we're, we're told that they've taken all the necessary precautions. But people locally are not pleased about the cruise ships still uh, coming uh, in. And on the lady who couldn't get the Calpol, somebody said there's Calpol in all shops. You don't need to go to a chemist for it. I saw on Facebook, people are saying to remember hashtag be kind when stockpiling. And in the same message, they were calling some people horrible names for being in the shops and panic buying. Not everyone is there because they're stockpiling. Lots of people went to work as normal yesterday only to be told that by six o'clock yesterday all schools and creches would be closed. So obviously they were being responsible and keeping their children at home so needed to stock up on food. They may have had no other help. Yeah, and listen, I would have no problem with the people that were doing that but what we're hearing about is the amount of people that are out in the shops today with the children in tow and children running around neighbourhoods and not doing as was the reason for the schools closing. That's what people are giving out about. And hi Patricia, I was in Little in Bandon on Wednesday. What I would describe a mature lady who works in a restaurant in Bandon let's identify her uh, sneezed openly as she walked along beside other people and food and then saw another woman at her nose in a shop this morning should I have said something where are their brains uh, and someone else is suggesting we may need to get security in, in shops with the way if the panic buying doesn't end and uh, Patricia yesterday I had a call to my door it was somebody doing a survey on preparing frozen foods needless to say I gave them the road he didn't like it one bit he was very uh, pushy yeah, I think a lot of those door to door surveys are going to be hugely affected by this 1850 333103 lines open The C103 Cork Diary With Cork County 
County Council. Supporting businesses, supporting communities, serving Cork. Visit corkcoco.ie. While I don't have a what's on, I have a what's off. The Canturk Arts Festival due to start tonight, running until next Monday. That's been uh, cancelled. Kilbrin Fashion Show, scheduled for tonight, cancelled. Social Dance in Ballinascarthy Hall tonight, that's off. While the Whist Drive in Drina Parish Hall for tonight has also been cancelled. The Memory Tree Fundraiser for Lichine's House, due to be held in Kilmichael Bar tomorrow night, is off. 45 car drive in Ballyno Village that was due it's cancelled for the next two Sundays while the Irish night in Ballandangan on Monday night has also been postponed until further notice and the dance due to be held in Kilbehany Community Centre on the 20th of March is also off Court today on C103 with a solid fuel depot at Drew's Fuel and Go Shortcastle Street Mallow smokeless coal turf gas and kiln dried wood open late seven days low cost fuel Fuel.ie. Never felt so good. C103, the River Lee and the Echo bring you the Cork City Sports Athletics Award. Every month, a panel of sporting experts will give recognition to an outstanding Cork athlete. This month's award goes to Dara McElhinney from Bantry AC. Dara set a new national 5,000 metre junior record in Belgium and won bronze at the European Junior Championships in Sweden. The Cork City Sports Athletics Award with the River Lee, the Echo and C103. Record today on C103. Call Patricia with your comment. 1850 Okay, all activities in Nakraha Community Centre cancelled until further notice in the Knitting Club in Mallow. They're closed. They'll be doing their knitting at home instead. Catherine in Mitchellstown said it's dreadful in Mitchellstown today regarding the panic buying. She said the staff at Little this morning were telling her that at 9am when they opened their door there was a queue outside the store to get in. At the tills this morning the workers were told they had to limit to four packs for the hand wash, four bottles of the hand wash. Uh, and one lady started arguing with the teller, saying, well, I'll just go back out to the car and I'll come back in and I'll buy another four. And the worker says, no, you can't do that. And the customer turned around and gave her a lot of abuse, told her she was going, she, how cheeky, she, how, how dare you say that kind of thing, and was going to report her. She said the disrespect level to some of the staff, it just has to stop. And also she said it's elderly people who cannot get items are the ones that have been most uh, affected. And Ger says, with masses cancelled at the weekend, because you're not allowed to have more than 100 people gathering at an indoor event. Well, it says Joe, we've got supermarkets today with well over 100 people in, in them. Should there be somebody at the door, security limiting the number to 100 and then as one comes out, you leave one in. They're doing that in Italy. They've a, they've a limit on the number of people that can go into a shop at any one time. I think it's it's much less than 100. I don't know if we're going to get to that stage here uh, or not. OK, thank you for your calls. Now, the people asking about the West Cork Rally. Uh, Paul Kelly is from, is with the West Cork Rally. He joins me. Good afternoon to you, Paul. Hi, Patricia. Uh, Paul uh, Casey here, yeah. Paul Casey, sorry. Um, Paul, uh, the West Cork Rally, tough decision, was it, to call it off? Uh, absolutely, Patricia. Um, it's a, it's a, an enormous event. It's very important for the West Cork region and uh, very important for the rally community. Um, so we we we, to, we we thought long and hard about making the decision, but uh, in the end, it, it was the right decision to make. Okay, and and you can't reschedule it. Is 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 it an event that you can do that with? Um, there, there is the potential there to do that. Um, we hope. Um, the dates for for all motorsport events are decided basically in conjunction with the governing body, Motorsport Ireland. We were speaking to them yesterday, 
and they were uh, they, they seemed reasonably positive that we might be able to find an alternative date but there are a lot of elements that would need to fit together in order for that to happen Okay well keep us posted on that it would be great if you could do it again Was has, has you, Have you ever cancelled before? Um, we we have had to cancel before with the foot and mouth before alright yeah um, and, and simply because of the nature of, of the sport people walking across farmers lands etc so we've, we had to cancel at the last minute uh, that time as well too for foot and mouth okay. All right, but it's it's off, and, and and I know a lot of work has gone into it, and a lot of people very very disappointed. But you know we need to. It's this is even so different to foot and mouth. This is about protecting everybody's health. Absolutely, um, the, 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 regardless of the amount of work that's gone in, and there is a huge amount of work gone in by Stephen Davis and his team, the COC, and all the people in Clonakilty. But at the end of the day, regardless of the amount of work that's gone in, and uh, the right thing to do is to protect the public health here because um, we need the town of Clannacilty, we need the people for when we're ready to rally again to be behind us. Yeah, and everybody understands that. And you will rally again, Paul. Listen, thank you for that and thanks uh, for joining us. Uh, Good morning to you. That is uh, Paul Casey from the West Cork Rally, the West Cork Rally off certainly cancelled for this weekend uh, fingers crossed if they can get another date they will reschedule it let me go from Clonakilty to Bandon where Sean O'Donovan uh, joins me Bandon Town area uh, good afternoon to you Sean good afternoon Patricia Sean you've got offers to help out people in that Bandon Town area um, I suppose yes um, yesterday morning there was a few of us got together and um, looked at what we could do to help the elderly people I suppose in the area okay. and um, we decided if the people wanted shopping or prescriptions picked up or if they needed a lift to the doctor or wherever and that we'd volunteer to do it and so I posted on Facebook last night that we were offering to do this but since then it, it's, it's been overwhelming really there's been offers from all around from Cotemacherry to Inishannon, Bandity, Gilbert and Timothy, the whole area so we have a huge amount of area covered so from four volunteers yesterday morning I think we have I think there's about 50 after coming on board now, so it's it's great, it's brilliant. So People are really good, aren't they? Absolutely, absolutely. In the time of crisis, people really come together and I think that's that's the Irish spirit, you know, that's community spirit um, alive and well. Okay. But, and and again, as we've been doing with the other people who are coming in and organising, sort of because you need somebody to coordinate the help. Uh, if anybody in the Bandon, uh, Newcestown area, in need of help, if you don't have access to online, get through to us and we can put you in contact with uh, Sean and the rest of the crew. You're happy to do that. Absolutely, yeah. And as I said, Bandon, Inishan, all that area as well. We're going to cover all that area. You're fantastic. Um, You're fantastic. So just okay. call us and we, we'll sort something out. All right. And stay safe yourself, OK? Thank you, Patricia. All right. Thank you for God bless. Bye bye. 1850 333 103. Uh, Ellen in says, I was just in Reardon Super Value in Formoy. Um, they've plenty of food and they're stocked up with toilet rolls. They have a fantastic hand sanitation. Uh, they've fantastic sanitation too within the store ticket that's a hand sanitizer and stuff well done some of the shops are brilliant about that as soon as you go in uh, you're able to hand sanitize as you go in and as you leave Ger on Twitter just a thought if somebody is at home self-isolating can you pass coronavirus on to your pets I know it's been absolutely ruled out that you can't pass coronavirus on to dogs uh, I read uh, um, an expert piece on it yesterday I don't know about cats but certainly for dogs it, it was categorically it cannot be passed on uh, to a dog there was thought at one stage that dogs were getting it but no they, they have ruled it out and just a quick flick down through some of our WhatsApps uh, Mossy in West Cork says uh, Hi Patricia I'd like to thank the doctors and nurses working in the front line of health yeah we've got to remember all of them however says Mossy the HSE 
and an embargo on staff up to now, leaving the health system crucified. The government found the money to help people in an emergency and this is an emergency, no doubt, but people were seriously struggling up until now and the government said they had no money. That makes Massey in West Cork very, very um, uh, angry. Another texter says, God help us. We were once known as the the country of saints and scholars. Now we've turned into a country of fools. The way people are acting in shops at the moment, is it ever going to uh, stop? Mary says, hi Patricia, with regard to the South Dock facility being moved to Mallow, why not bring them to centres of excellence, hence hence Mallow and Mitchellstown, which would cover a large area into Limerick. I did see this being rumoured on social media over the last few weeks. Thanks to you and John Paul and the rest of the team for helping keeping us updated on the situation. You're doing marvellous work. Thank you. Listen, we're, we're, we, we, we're trying to do the best that we, <laughs> we can and, we, and I appreciate you. I appreciate you uh, saying that. Let's keep our fingers crossed though and let's go with Dr Nick Flynn saying that the South Dock situation is only going to happen for COVID-19. Management have taken the situation to protect uh, everyone everyone, including the doctors and the patients, and let's hope that it isn't a permanent uh, fixture and we will keep on top of it, I promise you that. Hi Patricia, will be there, Will there be Mass on St Patrick's Day? It's a weekday, but usually with a big crowd. No, I'm. all Masses have been cancelled uh, right across Cork City and County. The two Cork dioceses were still waiting on Kerry to come in and tell us if they're cancelling because part of Cork comes into the Kerry diocese and Masses have been cancelled until further notice so no there won't be mass on St Patrick's Day Hi Patricia just tuned in and listening to your listeners concerns uh, about the big V coronavirus I was just thinking about our nails and how they're one of the biggest carriers of germs especially the big whopping fake nails that are being glued onto folks hands and have become so popular maybe nail brushes should be an essential part of hand washing now or better still cut them short thank you that's some Jess thanks for that Jess actually when Claire Byrne did you see Claire Byrne on the TV doing the hand washing and then they put this the ultraviolet light o- over her her nails was one area she thought that she had given herself a really good hand scrub and by God she hadn't when you when they put the light over it you could see all the germs were around around her nails so yeah nail brushes and get rid of those long nails folks 1850 text whatsapp 0862 103 103 Cork today on C103 with a solid fuel depot at Drew's Fuel and Go Short Castle Street Mallow open seven days for smokeless coal turf kiln dried wood and gas lowcostfuel.ie We've given away a VIP trip to New York with AmigoLoans.ie on C103. Oh, it's working, it's working. It's working, it's working. 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 It's Absolutely brilliant. New York is just unbelievable. I can't believe it. Congratulations. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about 
work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Stay tuned for our next big giveaway on Cork's Greatest Hits. C103. This is the Cork Today replay on C103. And we're going to leave coronavirus there for a moment because Mark Malone joins me in studio. Good afternoon to you, Mark. Hi, Patricia. And, and people can go to the movies. We did a piece during the week about the the cinemas doing mm-hmm. that spacing yeah. where people can sit. Well, yeah, because when I went, well, I, I tend to go early evening when uh, people tend not to be there anyway. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I have worried about next week. I have thought about it. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. So it's a good idea that everyone, no one's allowed to sit beside yeah. anyone and they do like a checkerboard so there'll be no one directly behind you. It's a terrific idea. Oh, well, if they're, if they're doing that, nobody's told yeah. me, but if they do yeah. that, Grant, Oh, fine. yeah, no, no, yeah. We, we, we had a piece on the kid they oh, were right. earlier in the week. Yeah, it's a, it's Sorry, a great idea. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you, you did go along to, to the movies first and you went along to see uh, Bloodshot and then on DVD is all oh, the Maleficent Mistress of Evil. Okay, let us take a trailer from Bloodsport. Welcome to RST. What is this place? We develop super soldiers like yourself. Improved. Enhanced. Welcome to the circus. Something doesn't feel right. They've been manipulating you. You are my weapon. You can't control me forever. I'll come for you. I'm looking forward to it. Okay. And that's kind of the standard of the writing. I mean, you know, when he says things like, I'm looking forward to it. And the voice. It's the kind of cliched old kind of stuff that we've heard kind of years for years, you know, with these uh, action heroes. That's basically, you know, the script the whole way through, which is a bit of a shame. If they actually had sat down and kind of thought, okay, look, I know we've got loads of action, but let's try and at least have some kind of narrative that makes sense. It might have been a better movie. There's your review. (laughs) Bye-bye. You really didn't like this. This is is a guy with superpowers. Yeah, it is. Yeah, he doesn't initially uh, have superpowers. He's just uh, an ordinary soldier like everybody else, but uh, he gets shot and dies. All this is in the trailer, by the way, so there's no spoilers here. Okay. And um, and suddenly he wakes up and he's being regenerated by um, Guy Pierce, who kind of has this uh, extraordinary kind of company where they basically reanimate and regenerate kind of dead soldiers and turn them into super soldiers by having these kind of nanomolecules in their bodies which can regenerate if, uh, if you get hurt, if you, you know. Yeah. Uh, and so basically, do you know what I get the impression? Because um, Fast and Furious 9 is coming out very soon. Uh, this is uh, made by the producers of that and he's one of the producers of that as well. I get the impression, you know, that they obviously decided, look, just before Fast and Furious comes out, let's get you out there. Let's get you in all the chat shows. Let's get your face out there. But let's make something really, really quick. You've been really cynical now. I know, I know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that's the impression that I get, that they just went, they rushed it and went, look, what, what what can we do? And they obviously went, okay, well, look, let's look at films, you know, like The Terminator. Let's look at films like Universal Soldier with Van Damme. Let's look at Robocop, movies like that. And let's just basically steal everyone, steal everything that we can. And just that's throw what it all into just, one movie. Exactly, yeah, just to kind of get it out as quickly as possible. And that it, it seems that way to me. They even got a director who's never made a film 
film before. Uh, he was a cameraman. And sometimes the direction in this film is just, it's just all over the place. It's a bit of a mess. There's a scene in a tunnel and uh, where he's uh, fighting all these bad guys. And, the, you know, it's just full of effects. He, he drives into the tunnel. Uh, with uh, a truck which is full of flour, so therefore there's all flour in, in 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 you know in the air, and so therefore, and he's cutting and cutting and cutting constantly, and um, and it's very dirty to look at. It's very odd and looks at completely at odds at everything else he's done in the film. I think that maybe his uh, inexperience uh, in uh, in the movie industry, I think, came to the fore there. And also, he just loves stuff like uh, slow motion, and I hate it in action sequences when they use slow motion because what they do is the tempo's all gone. You know, you yeah. have the, you have this tempo which is going into. You, and, then it. and all of a sudden, slow motion, yeah. and it loses it. And of course, he loved all that. Obviously, as a former cameraman, he loved the fact that they, you know we had all these kind of camera techniques and so on. Uh, yeah, and it's a terrible, terrible pity because it has got a thirty-four percent rating from uh, uh, Rotten Tomatoes. So I'm not the only one. It is incredibly cliched. We've seen all this before. There's nothing new here. And I was kind of thinking, who would enjoy this? I think a fourteen-year-old boy yeah, who has never seen a say, film before. Yeah, we might what's like the it. age group? What, what age group are they pitching this at? Uh, well, obviously teenagers, yeah, you know. And okay. obviously, if you haven't seen this, you might actually think this is pretty good. It's based on a comic which I've, I admit I've never read before but apparently the comics are very very good and people who have read and like the comics uh, you know uh, aren't too keen on the film either. Uh, they were expecting and hoping that uh, it would be a series but unfortunately it hasn't really really been very well uh, received and I'm not surprised it, is, it, just, it just seemed lazy to me and it's a terrible pity because actually you know Vin Diesel, Diesel plays Vin Diesel. I mean yeah. when you go to see Schwarzenegger. And people like Vin Diesel you know I, I mean I he like has him. a huge following. Well I like him as well but you know because to be fair to him he doesn't try and move outside of his kind of uh, uh, out of his um, uh, out of his talent he knows exactly who he is and what he is and what he can do in the screen yeah. and uh, and he does that and actually he does try and put as much effort into it this as much as possible you don't expect him to suddenly turn into Lawrence Olivia you, you don't expect that we know this but at least try and have some kind of uh, kind of storyline that kind of makes sense the bad guy in this is just unbelievably awful he's a British actor with a terrible American accent we know he's a bad guy because <laughs> he's chewing gum throughout the whole thing and the whole time he comes on screen you just want to slap him and say stop chewing gum you are very annoying and uh, and that's the way I felt throughout most of the film and then it finishes it's over it's it's only about an hour and a half long which normally as you and I, I like yeah. I, but I'm just wondering how much was taken out of this to try and at least make this film make sense I get the impression there were huge chunks taken out because the timeline seems odd at times in the film where suddenly they jump uh, and do something that uh, you know shouldn't be possible and um, so I, so I get bit, the impression bits are missing because they ended up on the floor exactly yeah Whoa, okay. So Bloodshot, mark it out of 10? Five. Oh, okay. Yeah. And that's in the movies at the moment where you can go, but you won't be sitting next to anybody. <laughs> <laughs> now, Melissafant. Which I'm all for, M- by the way. Yeah. I was once in a cinema and two boys came in with apples. And you know how noisy apples were? Yeah. They must have eaten about 10 apples between them. It was the most extraordinary noise I've ever heard. Crisps make a lot of noise. They do. Crisps, apples. Yeah, it was extraordinary. I never and heard they, anything like it. Like this. popcorn is okay. And, and do they sell crisps at movies? They do. I'm not do sure. Because yeah. I never buy crisps. I always buy popcorn. Because yeah. I know years ago I used to be involved with amateur dramatics and we had a ban on the, the sale of uh, crisps and we let on it was to do because of the mess. But it wasn't. It was it was the noise element yeah. of it. It's it's shocking if somebody's up on stage about to deliver a really dramatic line and somebody starts to open a bag of potatoes <laughs> and then crunch their way through it. Exactly. But apples, I've never thought about that. I suppose, yeah, Granny Smith apples, and especially, chunky apple. Especially if you're two young men who eat apples like this. <laughs> <laughs> it was 
is the most enormous racket I've ever heard. That just came to me. Okay, right. sorry. All right. Anyway, Melissa. So you're all for having nobody sitting beside you at the cinema. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, go on to go on to Melissafant. Um Okay, so did you see the first film? I did. Okay, I did, good yeah. stuff. Okay, I well, because I'm gonna there's gonna be a bit of a spoiler here because at the you know at the end of the film we found out of course that Angelina Jolie and Maleficent wasn't as evil as we yeah. thought she was. Yeah. So then that's the problem here because if you look at the title, what's the title? Mistress of Evil. So she isn't. So why do you give the title of a film of a character that isn't evil at all, but in fact is just misunderstood, really? Okay. So at the end of the last film, you might remember, you know, she has uh, she's broken the curse that uh, was uh, was destroying the realm, and she has adopted uh, Elle Fanning, who is a human uh, who plays uh, Aurora here. As we meet them now, they've been together for about five years. Um, Elle has grown up ever so slightly and she has met a prince from um, a a, a nearby um, realm and kingdom called Ulsted, which is run by the king and the queen. The king here, uh, King John, played by Robert Lindsay, and the queen, Queen Ingrid, by the amazing Michelle Pfeiffer, who may not be as sweet as you might think she is. Michelle Pfeiffer is always sweet. So the king is delighted because he's going to think, okay, well, the two realms are going to come together and there's going to be peace um, but but Angelina kind of initially is kind of against it just simply because of course she will then lose uh, Aurora whom she adores at the same time the king is delighted because of that but who is not delighted in any way shape or form is Michelle Pfeiffer who in the background uh, dis- uh, despises Angelina Jolie and wants to destroy her and her ilk and um and is um, secretly amassing this army in the background uh, to to wipe out uh, the Moors, uh, and so um, initially it starts off really really good. I mean, it's 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 classic Disney. It's it's it's, yeah. it's the music, uh, you know. It's the it's the it's, there's a lot of CGI. Admittedly, it's the characters, you know. It's the it's the the, the fairies. It's the elves. And initially, and Disney think, do that so well, and they do it so well, yeah. and it's and it's really really nice. But unfortunately, what happens then is that it's almost like Angelina Jolie because she's not the mistress of Elven anymore. Is almost kind of uh, given a kind of an almost supporting role, and that, the whole time you're thinking, okay, you know, when is all this going to kick off? Because what made the first movie so great was the performance of Angelina yeah, Jolie, she was, and every she time, was and every time she was on 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 screen, you go, yay! And you're waiting for her to kick off all the time, but she doesn't because this is this is nice Angelina now. You know what I mean? Which is oh, a terrible shame. Okay, but there's one brilliant sequence though, is when um, Angelina is invited to meet the king and queen, and you have that face off uh, between Angelina and uh, Michelle Pfeiffer. That that is terrific. That is very funny. And the best thing of the whole film. Uh, there's three odd little fairies, though, who are flying around all the time. And one of them is played by Imelda Staunton. And they have these kind of CGI kind of human faces. And it's very odd. And it's almost like they're there just to kind of link the, 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 the movie together. And why you would waste somebody like Imelda Staunton in your movie by giving her this tiny part of this little fairy is something I just don't really understand. And then, of course, when the battle does happen, it's all really very, very odd and occasionally very dark. I mean, for younger kids, I think, uh, you know, you've got to... It's PG, yeah. It's, it's PG, yeah. yeah. And even I went, woo, on a couple of occasions. So maybe younger kids might uh, find some of the... Um, uh, some of the, the battle scenes rather yeah rather rather dark and and, and scary so yeah it's 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 kind of disappointing it's directed by Joaquin uh, Runyon who uh, directed the worst of the Car- Caribbean uh, Pirates of the Caribbean movies Salazar's Revenge and um, yeah it's all over the place it's a bit of a mess it's really really disappointing after how, just how good the first film was uh, Sam Riley plays this character called Diavel who's got this Irish accent and it's the one of the you know it's one of those Hollywood Irish Irish accents you keep waiting for him to go oh chirpy japers and Megara is it yourself. Maleficent oh and it's just you're just cringing every time he opens his mouth I don't know why they decided to go with the Irish accent there but he can't do it and that's a bit of a shame uh, yeah in the end it was all rather a disappointment
point. Ah, that's a pity. But it looks beautiful. Uh, Maleficent. Maleficent. Um, Mistress of Evil Market out of 10? Uh, five. Five out of 10. And actually, when you talk at Disney, I saw Disney have closed all their theme parks for coronavirus. Considering, uh, I, I am surprised considering how much they do like money, all right. Do you know yeah. they released 10 movies last year? It was a 10. Goodness. <laughs> that's an me. incredible output. Goodness isn't it? me. Well, yeah. they've closed all their parks. Listen, thank you for that. Uh, stay welcome. safe. Mind yourself, and we'll chat you next too. week. Mark Malone, our movie reviewer. Just clarification when we're talking about the masses for the two Catholic dioceses in Cork. It's the masses at Kansas for this weekend. The weekday masses remain in place. And then somebody was asking about St. Patrick's Day. So we got back on to the Bishop of Cloyne. They're cancelling all masses this Saturday, Sunday and for St. Patrick's Day. We're waiting for Cork and Ross to get back to us and we still don't have any answer uh, as to what Kerry are doing about masses. If we get anything on that this afternoon, we will certainly bring it to you. Just a quick final few, some of your texts in uh, Patricia the Panic Shoppers I've given them a new name I'm calling them the Locus Shoppers scalping everything off the shelves that's from Dennis well somebody else says did any one of those people who are storing vultures is what this person is calling them think of the mice and the rats that they may be attracting by having all those items in their house um, stockpiling they need to be very very careful uh, Mary says hi Patricia we were shopping in Dunn stores in Charleville all the shelves were empty no toilet paper in Dunn's are in Aldi that's from Mary and someone else wants to know are the pharmacies in Mallow open yes absolutely all the shops are open they're all remaining open and they're all getting their bits and bobs in uh, it's just people are buying things very very quickly indeed and please remember our young doctors says this texter I have a child who's a doctor and they've given up their two weeks holidays to remain on call to be available on the front line isn't that incredible uh, well done indeed and Eileen from Dunamore said if anybody's looking for anything from the shops and the pharmacies she'd be only too happy to help out so lots of people coming forward and we will be taking on board all of those offers of help across next week and the following week uh, because we will have people uh, who will need help and support and will put people in contact uh, with each other. OK, that's where I leave you for today. Back with you on Monday morning at 10 o'clock. Thanks to John Paul, who's worked incredibly hard uh, today. Nick is with you for the afternoon. Stay safe. Court today on C103. With a solid fuel depot at Drew's Fuel & Go. Shortcastle Street, Mallow. Call and collect or get seven-day delivery for those cosy nights in. Lowcostfuel.ie.